0: Hi, welcome to the Rod and Cindy podcast. My name is Rod Lyman. How are we doing today? Really excited about today's uh, podcast. Uh, it's kind of close to my heart in many different ways. Than that because um, it's about a lot of things, I guess. Uh, before we get into it, uh, let's talk to this cute little woman that's sitting next to me. And that her name is
1: Cindy. Movie.
0: Movie. Really. Seriously? What were you going to say?
1: Okay. Cinderella. Cinderella.
0: (laughs) Love it. Love it. You know, you've been calling yourself Cinderella for a while now. Yes. I like the story of Cinderella. There's a backstory to Cinderella, isn't there?
1: There really is. Absolutely. I, um, For example, I have a lithograph, a Disney one that my mom had and I, I took from her. Stole. Okay. And no, she said I could have it. Oh, all right. <laughs> Stinker. And what I love about her um, is is that she when lithograph is one of those kind that when you mo- turn it and it moves it it and yeah. changes the picture, so you can see her in her rags, the poor thing, and she's kind of looking down, looking at her rags on her body. And then there's a, then you can see if you move it a little bit, transfer, transforms into her getting a, like her gown. And then the last. Uh, picture of the uh, when you turn it. It's like she's in her beautiful gown. She's got her arms up to the heavens. She's looking up like, oh, thank you, heaven. So it's perfect because I know that we want to talk about transformation today. And to me, Cinderella, that's me, Cinderella, um, <laughs> is this perfect, you know, story.
0: Of transformation.
1: I think so, absolutely.
0: So I have a question for you, though, on, on Cinderella and that. Uh, what about, was Cinderella always... Poor.
1: Well, I don't think so. If I remember the story right, she come came from a rich daddy.
0: So she had a rich daddy. Something happened. She got left off at this other place, <laughs> and she got poor. <laughs> What's so funny?
1: I think the story. I believe the story goes that she, her daddy, you know, lost his wife or her mom, probably. Anyway, found this other woman, and so now Cinderella had a stepmom and and sisters, and something happened to daddy. He died. And uh, so then she was stuck with the step the stepchildren and her sisters and and mom. Well, they treated her horribly, horribly.
0: Oh my gosh! I have a whole different look at the Cinderella story now because that was her stepmom, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. So her daddy was married to the stepmom, mm-hmm. and he left her or died or something mm-hmm. happened. Yep. And she did not like her at all, did she?
1: No, the stepmom did not.
0: Because she was beautiful.
1: I believe that is why.
0: Oh, that's just a crazy. That's just nuts. Mm-hmm. Well, it's kind of like you. You're kind of beautiful. Well, thank you. Well, I appreciate kinda, you that. Beautiful.
1: Thank you. You know, oh, cool. the story about psyche and arrows is the same story.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Actually, we did a class on psyches and arrows, mm-hmm. and, and it is the same type of story, and that mm-hmm. goes right along it with is. it. Yeah. Absolutely. And I'm going to say I'm I'm uh, one of my uh, psyches are arrows.
1: Arrows. I'm
0: Arrows. Oh, <laughs> nice. Because I, I couldn't remember who Psyche and Arrows was. All right. Arrows, Arrows the male. Psyche's the female. Yeah, nice. he's,
1: he's got the arrow, the bow and arrow. That's where arrow comes
0: from. Oh, in. that's right. Yeah. yeah. I knew that too. Yeah. But so, so going from fairy tale to mythological mm-hmm. to Cindy movie.
1: Oh, yay. Cinderella movie. <laughs> yes. So,
0: I mean, <laughs> there's been questions that we've been getting through emails and things like that. And it's like, where did we start from? Where'd you start from? You know, both of us is a question, but when it's like, was Cindy always spiritual? Yeah. So were you always spiritual?
1: I am in my heart and soul. I was and still am, but I didn't know the meaning of it when I was younger. And so when I was young, uh, like five, six, seven, eight. 10 years old, somewhere around that range. Um, yeah, I know, like between five and 10, let's just say. Okay, it's
0: kind of like the, <laughs> the cable guy. I'll be there from 8 to yeah, 9 exactly. p.m., 8 a.m. to 9 p.m. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's, it's one of those times. Yes. yes,
1: yes. So, yes, when I was young, between like five and 10 or something like that, um, I first of all, when I was a baby, I was baptized. And I, so I had godparents. They are the ones that baptized me Lutheran. And then, so when I was young, it was kind of I thought it was kind of odd, you know, especially now as an adult looking back, but there was obviously reasons behind it. And this is, you know, why in my life today, why? Anyway, so I was, it was, I went to Sunday school. So the Sunday school came every Sunday morning, to pick me up, but guess what? My parents didn't go to church. My dad certainly didn't, I don't think, believed in it. But anyways, my parents didn't go to church. My little brother, he was young. He's like two, three years old. So he didn't go, of course, go. So I, as a young girl, always went to church on Sundays. You know,
0: so so this little bus came and picked you up yeah. every morning, and you're seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, somewhere in the round. You're a young age then, <laughs> yeah. but you got on this bus all by yourself. I did. Well, this is in Phoenix, Arizona, right? Uh huh. Really? Uh huh. On a bus all by yourself to go to church. Uh huh. Oh wow. I know. Dedicated little girl.
1: I was. Yeah. For some reason, I was my. My parents or my mom is probably my, more my mom sending me off. I don't know, but um, it, but it was fun. I had a good time. You know, I learned some stuff. I'm sure, but um, anyway. So fast forward and uh, got married, and he was also baptized Lutheran, so I thought, well, that's kind of a cool match. And then we had two boys, or we have two boys, excuse me, uh, Anthony and Nicholas, and we thought, you know, the right thing to do is baptize them Lutheran. So we did, so we're all Lutheran, right? And I didn't really know exactly what that was, even though I had to take some classes on it. You know, I'm just like, okay, you know, it's religion, blah, blah, blah. And, but I did get involved with the church, the big church. I was, then I was a Sunday school teacher, and um, and I even did the vacation Bible school. So I was very involved, you know, cause I, I felt comfortable there. I felt like I wanted to be there. I felt like there was a, I don't know if the need is right word, but I just felt a, a yearning for wanting to be in that environment, something about the church, but realized later it wasn't really the church or maybe it wasn't the people. I'm not quite sure, but something wasn't resonating. So I stopped, but I knew, and I felt there's something out there. So then, um, I got involved with, uh, ladies, uh, Bible study—you know, group, whatever—because um, we're home moms. And after about the third class, I was like, "This is just garbage." Seriously, I just really felt horrible. I was like, all I felt like I was doing was sinning, and everybody else around me was sinning. I thought this is just it did not feel right, it did not sound right, it didn't nothing right about it. And so I'm like, I kept. Hearing you guys
0: th- drinking wine during this time?
1: <laughs> Absolutely not. Because
0: <laughs> that would have been a sin.
1: I would have been I probably should have been, then I wouldn't have been so like not liking it, right? (laughs)
0: Exactly. (laughs) I would
1: have been numb to it all. (laughs) Right. No, I was completely sober and trying to be in the moment and try to enjoy it because you know either I always had some sort of connection of some kind. And but anyways, after that I was like, oh, and I just but I just felt within me and I kept hearing and I kept saying, There's gotta be something better out there. There's gotta be something better out there. So then a few years passed, or yeah, a couple, two or three years passed, whatever it was. And I went to Sedona with my girlfriend to meet her sister and her sister's do- uh, stepdaughter. And so I met the stepdaughter for the first time that night. Well, she'd been in a whole retreat with Deepak Chopra that whole week. And so she was all fired up. You know, she's a beautiful young lady. So hugged her, met her, and then she did the, all the hugs around the room, you know. And then I said, hey, you know, come give me high 10, and which that's something I never do. Like, uh,
0: it's not something you still don't do.
1: Yeah, I seriously, I don't. So it's kind of an odd thing. So I was obviously, you know. Uh, Drunk. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> that is not the case. No. <laughs> no, something drove me to do it. So anyways, we did. We high 10. And after that, it was like, ooh, something happened to me. And I didn't know what it was. I started feeling like hot and then cold. I was walking, I could. I wanted to walk, I wanted to pace, I wanted to sit, I, want, I, I didn't know what to do. I was going out of my mind. I'm like, what is going on? What happened? What, 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 what? And so after, I don't know, 20 minutes or half an hour of that business going on, it stopped. And I'm like, phew, I don't know what that was, but okay. And the next morning I went to a garage sale with the girls. And then met up with the, with the young lady who I high ten. I showed her this beautiful ring that I had purchased at the garage sale. Um, it had it has the eight sacred symbols on it, and if, I didn't know what that was, but it was beautiful. And I'm like, okay. And so I showed this young lady, and um, she's like, oh, that's beautiful. So I took the ring back after you know she had looked at it, and it happened all over again. It's like, oh my gosh, it was like like this something was happening. I had to sit, I had to stand, I had to walk, I had to. I was like pulling my hair, and I was cold, and I was hot, and I was. I was just like, what's going on? What's going on? What?
0: what was what was the feeling in your body though? I mean, what was your body going through at this time?
1: I, you know, I honestly don't even remember that part. Because all I remember was thinking as I couldn't get comfortable. I, I couldn't sit, I couldn't stand, I I didn't know what was going on. Something beyond my control.
0: There's a little anxiousness inside, totally shaking that
1: it's very possible, I'm sure.
0: All right. You just can't you don't even remember being in your body at that time.
1: It, maybe not. I I don't know. Like I said, I just was, yeah, I was just pacing and and all this stuff. I could not sit. I could not get comfortable. I just was like almost like amped up, you know, without even being really, you know, amped up at all. And so then that evening it happened again. And I was rolling around on the grass because, you know, I was hot and the grass was cool. Now I would get cold. They ran and grabbed me a blanket. It was just like so crazy, you know. And then I would try to rest, and I couldn't rest, you know, because I was getting tired. My body was getting tired, you know, because it didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to do. Nobody around me knew what was happening. And so for two hours that went on, and the girls sat with me on the grass, and they just comforted me, and but nobody knew what was going on. So the next morning, finally it calmed down. The next morning, this the young, beautiful young lady, she started playing her her singing bowl. And it was like, it hap- just hearing that high-pitched sound just... Started Puts all over again.
0: Put you right back into right it.
1: Right back into it again. So, for I don't even know how long, half an hour, give or take, all over again. I'm like, oh my gosh, we, none of us could figure it out. So, after that, she said, Cindy, I got to tell you something. She said, when we hide 10, she said, I felt this lightning bolt come through me. She said, I've never felt that before. And she said, I tried to back off from you. Um, and she said, I, I wasn't, obviously, I wasn't fast enough. So, whatever that lightning bolt was or that energy um, went through her to me, Definitely did some wakening within myself. Wow. And I didn't know what was going on. We none of us knew. She started talking to her guru, going what's going on. And so a few weeks later, you know, I was uh, you know, minding my own business, hanging out with some friends, and just all of a sudden I felt this this feeling again and so i ran i didn't run because i didn't want to make a, it nothing obvious so i went to the bathroom like i was going to use it of course right and i end up laying on the carpet on their floor in the bathroom just going oh my god what's happening to you i couldn't move i was paralyzed now i was getting to the point where i couldn't move i was paralyzed and so i was just crying and i'm going what's going on with me and i kept hearing like rebirth in my head or reborn or something. And I didn't know what that meant. I didn't. I didn't know what anything was. And so I don't know how long I was in there. But they come looking out for me. They're knocking on the door. Are you okay? And I'm like, oh my God, I got to wake up. I got to come back too. I got to move. I was.
0: Were stuck. you feeling your body at that time? Your, that, no, I was you like still stuck. Don't know what I was. Your body felt no,
1: like. I didn't know what was going on. Anyways, that happened a couple more times, and. Uh, and then it started turning into I was shaking like crazy, you know. Especially then people. So in the meantime, here now I'm.
0: No, you didn't take any drugs or any alcohol no. or nothing. This is just just coming on to you.
1: Exactly. Yes, I was you no know, no drugs whatsoever. Right. And even if I was having a glass of wine or something, or it didn't matter because you know, it was mostly when I was sober. Even um, you know that this would happen. Right, right. So um, it had nothing to do with a chemical thing. Um. Anyway, so I just felt like beside myself. But meanwhile, I started learning and getting involved with and, and wanted to learn more about spirituality. Because now I knew what I was starting to learn what that word was, spirituality. I didn't know what it was.
0: What is spirituality?
1: Spirituality is, well, god darn. Now, golly, gee, that's a big, fat word. It's a beautiful <laughs> word. Um, it's it's. Being awoken to your, yourself, your higher self, but to yeah, the yourself. divine, which the divine is your higher self, exactly. too. So I was started to learn about this. I started taking classes, started, you know, reading, which I wasn't a reader at all. And really, and just all these things, I was just taking, I was absorbing anything and everything I could. And that's how I met you, Rod.
0: Oh, sweet Jesus.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Through a mutual friend, and uh, I became your Reiki student, and because yep. I was, I was thirsting for hunger, you know, for knowledge of the right. spirituality. I wanted more, but meanwhile, I was going through all this stuff. Still, I still was shaking really bad. I kind of got over the paralyzation and the hot and the cold thing. It, it transferred into you started
0: feeling your body then.
1: Maybe, yeah, I don't know. So you
0: start when you start feeling your body. This shaking came. And So wow, it's you start entering back into your body.
1: I guess honestly, well, I don't, well, I don't know. Yeah. Well, there's
0: there's been talk. You know, other gurus have said that um, after an impact of some sort or some sort of happening, that we leave our body. You know, and we have a choice before we even come back to our body, if we want to come back as we were or something else, mm-hmm. like almost like a walk in. Mm-hmm. You know? And the the what they say is that. After almost two, three weeks, even a month of that, you still don't feel your body because you're not used to your body as mm-hmm. a walk-in. So there's a possibility that this could have been a walk-in, right?
1: Uh, maybe so, or maybe my soul got woken up and she went away for a while and then decided to come back on her own. I, I really don't know. <laughs> I don't know either.
0: I mean, <laughs> but, there was, just, was yeah. just enough of a rattle with a high 10 to create you to decide at that point of where you wanted to be in your yep. life. But,
1: I think so because, like I said, I I was thirsting even back then for some right. sort of spirituality. Even though at the time I didn't know what that word meant, but that's why I was trying to be involved with the church and I was try I was trying to not be a good girl in that sense, but just I was I was interested in that. I was I had curiosity in, in the whole church thing and on all that stuff, and uh, and I certainly would never bash that at all. Oh, absolutely! But I knew not. I knew my soul and me. I was searching for something a little different. And so I definitely, you know, was all about that.
0: Wow. So now, let's fast forward a little bit further. So now, what do you feel in your body with spirituality?
1: What I feel now in my body is... Um, thank goodness the shakes have finally, after I don't even know how long, five, six years now, have <laughs> finally pretty much subsided. Now I just vibrate inside. Right. So now it's been it keeps, tra- you know, changing into different things. But now what I feel is honestly, Rod, when I when I close my eyes or not, doesn't matter. We're not. But when I go within myself, like imagine my whole self inside around my heart zone, especially. I just feel this sudden, like, bliss. Mm. It's so warm. It's so loving. Mm-hmm. It's just so magical, and
0: it's something you never felt before. No, it is. Isn't it? it's just the most magical feeling ever.
1: It is. It's so beautiful and and i just i hope other people can feel it you know not just for me but for themselves within themselves you know it's it's just so it's home it's peaceful it's quiet it's serene it's just everything that is of the utmost highest vibration of love
0: the highest vibration of love yeah isn't that the most beautiful feeling
1: there is? It's amazing. It's really hard to describe to people this kind of bliss and love unless you have actually felt it.
0: So what would you say to these people that are just finally going in through their spiritual growth and everything? What do you say to them so that they don't give up in the middle of it?
1: Oh, uh, First of all, don't fear anything embrace it all I mean that's what I did I had friends that were kind of back and forth feared a little bit but embrace it you know uh just embrace it don't give up don't over st- st- don't be so um over um what's the word I'm looking for um strenuous about it you know don't
0: don't overthink it yeah
1: don't yeah don't overthink it don't overdo it don't you know do go in that realm just be and allow, you know, allow. Right. And just to know also that if you are, it's your beginning stages or you're, 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 let's just say, have already surpassed that beginning stages and you're in this moment, you're not quite sure where you are, you're stuck or this or that or questioning things. Just accept. Hmm. Accept. Accept what you're feeling. Accept what you're seeing. Accept what you're experiencing. Accept what you're seeing and hearing. Accept you.
0: Except yourself.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So you said mentioned home. That, yeah, that that part that I, I know every time you talk about that, it it just brings you almost to tears and emotional that because you know you're not home here. No. Where's your home?
1: Oh, that's a good point. Uh, question. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know that I know exactly. I just know for sure what it feels like, and with that feeling, I put my own probably my own vision to it. And I gotta tell you, my vision is um, it's really a sweet little thing. Here is a garden, a beautiful garden, and I think what I the reason why I want to say it's a garden is well, a couple reasons. But first of all. When I was young, when I was like, you know, four or five years old, I, you know, went to the doctors because I broke my wrist like in three places, you know, and, you know, you go to the doctors for what have you as well, shots and whatever. But I loved in the uh, waiting room where you walked in, Um, there was this little white book and it had a beautiful picture of this garden on it. And I remember as a little girl, that picture. And I, I, it was a Bible. I'm pretty sure it was a Bible. I think I remember reading like the Holy Bible, the words on it. But there was something that captured my attention, and every time I went to the doctors, I always looked for that little book. And it was just beautiful. It just had this picture of a garden on the front. And so I guess for whatever reason, even as a little girl, I connected with that. And so when I felt for the first time, and, and still to this day, now this beautiful, blissful place that I want to call home—that is my my visual of it—is a beautiful garden with a waterfall.
0: Oh, and that's really beautiful. Mm-hmm. So, what got you into Reiki then? If you if you were having this blissful spiritual movement and everything else, that why choose Reiki?
1: Well, again, I was just searching my, my girlfriend, Kelly, you know, she were, she and I were on this path together, you know, kind of from the beginning. And, you know, she were, she was finding all these, you know, people and places to go check things out and to do things. And so I'm like, yeah, do it. Um, So I signed up with one person and for whatever reason, didn't work out. I don't know. And months later, I'm like, you know, I'm, you know, I'm not sure what I'm going to do yet. And it was my birthday weekend and I was going to go to this other place, the Psyche Fair, and I wanted to meet this wonderful woman by the name of Cynthia because I'd heard so much about Cynthia. <laughs> and But it was really odd that morning. I kept fighting it. I, I kept you know saying, no, I'm not going to go, but I kept hearing in my head, yes, go, go, go. Anyways, I went, and lucky for me, Cynthia was available. She did a reading on me, and she's like, Cindy, you have healing hands. You are a healer. She said, oh, my gosh, you're amazing, and... So she asked me about the Reiki and I said, well, I'm kind of signed up with this other person, but I haven't done anything in months yet. And I don't know why. And she said, well, you know what, if you if you change in your mind or something or I can offer you these other two people, there's a man and a woman that also teach it. And I said, "Okay, well, you know, maybe I'll change my mind and I'll try, you know, the man and see how that pans out, you know, see if it works out. And that's. She called you, Rod, and you're like, oh, I don't know. And anyway, she forced (laughs) you to do it. She
0: forced me, that's for sure. I was (laughs) like, I don't want to teach Reiki. The hell is that?
1: Exactly. And so you were on board, and um, I was on board. So we met, you know, make sure chemistry was going to be good enough to, you know, you to be my teacher on this.
0: My teacher on this. (laughs)
1: And uh, so it worked out. Well, I you know, met you at Starbucks and we connected. And uh, you said, well, Cindy, you you have to have a Reiki session so you even know what it is about, you know, before I, I teach you. I just wanted to see you. you
0: again. That was all it was.
1: Oh, and charge me $75. <laughs>
0: it was a... Well, never mind.
1: <laughs> you're so funny. Anyways, and that was a beautiful... After all these
0: years, you're still... <laughs> $75. <laughs> How many sessions have you gotten free since then?
1: All right. It made up for it. No doubt. Exactly. (laughs) And that Reiki session was absolutely so super cool. I saw this beautiful goddess, this beautiful, beautiful lady while my session was happening. I had no idea who she was. Just beautiful. And she was, like, in this grassy garden kind of thing, you know, area. And then she, like, walked over this little creek, you know. And, and then before I knew it, we were up in the clouds. I was watching her, and we were up in the clouds. And then all of a sudden, she was on these stairs, like the stairway to heaven. So she had this beautiful kind of taupey kind of or, or maybe a, a light pink taupey kind of dress on. And it was really cool. As she was walking up these steps that had no bars, no nothing, they just beautiful steps, she was looking at me. And I was looking at her, and I was watching her go up these steps, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is so beautiful and amazing. I watched her get all the way to these beautiful, dark-colored wrought iron gates. I mean, gorgeous. And so somebody, a gentleman, opened the one gate. It's, uh, yeah, the one gate because it's, you know, two put together. I walked through... And there was my garden. There was my garden that I would see, like, on the front of that Bible. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, how beautiful. And I looked around, and all these people were down on their knees, like, praying or, like, thanking me or, or something or, like, bowing at me. And I just walked in with beautiful confidence. Or I say I, but she was walking in with this beautiful confidence and so elegant and just so full of wisdom and, and, and just... Just wonderful. I was watching her. And then these three young ladies come running out of this, like, house that was in the background. And one had a yellow dress on. One had a blue dress on, like a royal blue. And the other one had a a purple dress on. Like all those jewel colors. And, like, they were her assistants or something. I'm not quite sure. But I was just beautiful what is a great session i'm like oh my gosh if this is spirituality and this is energy work and this is you know what i can how i can live my life and see these things i am all for it no wonder i waited for this
0: absolutely <laughs> and you've had quite experience with her now haven't you i have since then you found out her name
1: yeah yep yeah, ran into her she's come out of the water a few times and greeted me with gifts yeah
0: we figured she's a water nymph
1: I think yeah, you did yeah, I mean, for me. Yeah.
0: She's a water nymph because that's where she basically comes from, as a water nymph. And uh, I saw her this, the same day that you you saw her in the session, then, which I thought was very beautiful too. And and I didn't put two and two together at all, you know, until later on. But yeah, she's a beautiful water nymph. Um, she's part. She's part of you. A huge part of you. She's been around you for a long time, and uh, she is home to you. No. And uh, her name is what?
1: Well, I know. funny that you ask because this was way back in 2011.
0: Yeah. 2011, 2011 June
1: of 2011. Yeah. Yep. And uh, I just learned like about a month ago. Now, mind you, this is October 2017. I just learned about a month ago, right? Right. Her name is Bella. Right. And she calls Rod Jaws. <laughs> <laughs> oh <my laughs> it's God. the funniest thing.
0: <laughs> really? You had to share that? <laughs> I did. Okay thanks thanks but a he, lot yeah but on a serious I ne- note i never mentioned what she calls you so
1: oh maybe you will
0: <laughs> no never will
1: she calls me beautiful
0: yes that's what it is that's Absolutely. what bella means yes i know
1: yeah so anyways that's what she told me her name was bella and i'm like okay and that makes complete sense you know she 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 is she's beautiful
0: that's that's remarkable and in, in to watch you, to be able to watch you grow and everything else, and that has been such a beautiful segment of my own. And that, you know, because I wasn't, uh, I wasn't like this all my life either. And That so, that uh, you want to talk about me a little bit now.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did I even? I did mention that you, you ended up being my Reiki teacher right yes, after yep, the session. Yep, yep. Okay, I just yep, yep. wanted to yep, make
0: we sure. Yeah, yep, we ended up. Uh, Yes, you were my first student, along with the little cute Susie that, and so I had my first two students were you and Susie. And as the last class, I think we were at, what, 1,150 students that we've done that we've actually Yeah,
1: you've had quite the career in Reiki master, teacher.
0: You've been there through most of them. You've been through most of them. Yeah,
1: volunteered a whole lot.
0: (laughs) yes. Uh, Cindy is one of the reasons why I keep teaching and that she's, she kind of pushed me into making sure I did teach and everything, which was beautiful. But, you know, my story is a little similar to Cindy's and there's a lot of synchronicities of, of who we are that, uh, uh, we are born, uh, five days, five years, or no, five years, five days apart. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, synchronicities of when we are first married as we were both married in the same month. I was at the beginning of the month and she was at the end of the month and same year. <laughs> so we have a lot of synchronicities that have to go through what we went through. Some of my different things that I went through in that as a child, that yes, I was in, I was in a smaller community where I didn't have to go. Doctor's offices were a long ways away. And, uh, so I wasn't always taken to the doctor. That so, um, I actually had fallen down a flight of steps into a basement, and uh, when I was eight years old, and I hit almost every step on the way down. Yeah, you know, I felt it. I could. I to this day, I felt my face hitting that those steps. That and and I landed on the bottom there, and I just laid there. And you know, my family, I love them to death, and that, but uh, they never looked for me ever. <laughs> oh, geez. You know, so I don't even know how long I laid down there. It could have oh. been days. I don't oh know. Oh, my gosh. No that's
1: terrible. I
0: know. But that's my family. It's just, I, ha- you know, I had um, a fort outside. I had a tree house and everything else. And that's where my family always thought I was, it was either in the fort that I built myself or in the tree house I built. So they never worried about where I was at. You know, I, I was a self-sufficient young man. then, But, um uh, uh, I do remember waking up and and looking up and my mom's there and everything, and I couldn't see her face. I couldn't see my mom's face. So all I could see was this waving of stuff around her. I didn't. Even, at that time, I didn't know it was energy, but it was just wavy stuff. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'm looking at her and everything else, and then I tell my mom. And I remember saying to my mom, "It's like I can't see your face." And my mom looks down at me and she says, "Don't tell anybody." I said, why? She says, you're weird enough already. You know, <laughs> don't, don't tell anybody that you can't see faces. And so I got, I mean, went for, it got better where I started seeing the, the physical body again and everything else. And I remember I kept getting sick to my stomach over this because it really would bother me this, that uh, I would feel this. And as I would feel this, I'd go, wow, what? I, I just can't see but I got really good at seeing things. I could, I mean, I would catch things and move things and things like that. I would run around and I could. I knew where things were at, by not the physical form, but these little wavy forms. But I got better. It was, you know, after four years, then I, I could actually see physical things again, and I knew where physical stuff were then. And uh, I decided to to be a little more daredevil. You know, my oh my gosh, Cindy. My family, I understand now. I do. You know, I'd climb anything that you could climb. I'd be on top of anything. Uh, I was a monkey boy. And I remember being on one of the biggest, tallest trees. Now, in South Dakota, we have huge, huge trees. Okay. They're big trees. And I was way up on top of this huge oak tree. Now, so far up there that the tree was waving constantly. You can't see from the base that it's waving, but I'm so far up that you could feel the the tree waving
1: jeez wow
0: and i got a little crazy and i turned and and i slipped and my my converse shoes tennis shoes that i had there's no traction on those thing things i started slipping and falling then i actually grabbed a branch that broke and i felt bad i remember looking up at the branch in my hand as i'm falling out of this tree going oh my gosh I broke that poor little branch. I oh. felt bad about it. And oh my god, then I'd hit a branch and and there'd be like a spark of stars all over the place and I hit another branch and there would be stars again and I couldn't breathe and I trying to catch my breath and that and the next thing I you know I landed in a friend of mine's lap.
1: Oh geez. Took wow. the breath
0: right out of him. I mean I heard it too when I hit him. Boom <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hit him right enough to just land in him. I hit and hit the tree the same time, the big old branch he was on and the back of my head. And I just, he couldn't hold on to me. And I just fell out of the tree then, right after that. But it was crazy, because as I'm waking up and he's trying to get me woke up, he put me over his shoulder and ran me from school to my house. Mm. And it's like, you know, Mrs. Lyman, Mrs. Lyman, you know, Rod fell off a tree and everything else. that He's not talking he's hardly breathing and everything else and my mom you know she's she's so worried about me and everything else and that and you know for for, for 2 minutes and uh, she's trying to figure out what the heck's wrong with me right and finally i come back i come to and everything else and by then she had gone ran gone got her dad who uh, was my grandfather who you know many stories about my grandfather you know but had gotten him and gotten other people in that to help you know revive me in that you know, And so I'm waking up, and there's nothing. There's no physical body. There's no physical anything. It's just energy. There's just, and that's what I didn't know it was energy, but it's just wavy lines. Hmm. And everybody had an outline, but there's no physical body. And everybody's outline was exactly the same. Oh, wow. There's no big or small or tall or anything else. Everybody's the same.
1: How would you determine the difference of people,
0: the, obviously their voice? Well, their voice, but the interesting. Thank you for bringing that up because that was one of my first things is that there's a different energy. My family has different energy, and, and it was not by the voice or anything else that I knew my family. I knew my family by my energy. Subconsciously, I already knew my family oh, well, that's by their fascinating. energy. fascinating. It is. And I could tell a person, you know me, in my memory, I can remember a person and by their energy. Right. And if they change, if their energy changes something that I don't know that person as well, I don't remember people's names. That's why everybody's a honey deer, sweetie and everything else that I don't have names for their energy because there is no names. So I, you know, I thought this is the way life was, you know, I, I'm going to be like this the rest of my life. And then again, I was so told my father, my grandfather and my mom, I can't see anything. well, how many fingers I have up? Well, there was like four lines, and so I said four. You're right. You're okay. I could tell how many fingers I had up, So, but I could tell where things were. I had no problems with depth perception or anything. I knew where things were at. I, I thought that what a crazy thing it was. And so I started living my life that way. And yes, I started coming out of it and, and it became more formy and everything else. And that. And if I'd stop and stare at somebody and that, I could actually start seeing their form build. But I didn't because I felt weird and awkward. And maybe it was because Just quit staring at people. I kept being told,
1: <laughs> don't
0: stare, Rod.
1: Right, right, right.
0: You've done that to me too. So <laughs> Anyway, so I've lived my life that way. And it was probably in my late thirties and everything else. I was sitting there and I started getting sick for no reason. Healthy kid. Oh my gosh. I, I could eat anything. I could do anything. I, I weighed the same. I mean, I was always, you know, in that hundred and, you know, I was in, well, probably in the 140 mark for a long, long time. That, and, to uh, as, as I got older, that 240 mark, I should say, not 140, <laughs> sorry, 6'2 guy, you know. So I'm at this 240 mark and I, I was there for the longest time, you know, and that just was, and, but it be, had muscle and everything else, and that did not change my weight, did not change anything. Then all of a sudden I got sick and I dropped down to almost below 200, you know, 190, 180, and everything, and couldn't figure out what was going on. Uh, my wife at the time would take me to the hospital because my eyes would change colors. And she's like, what the it 's turning green. And, at, and I remember sitting in the doctor's office in the hospital and that listening to my wife and the doctor talk about him seeing that and him being shook about it. Hmm. His exact words were, maybe he's possessed. <laughs> it's like, she go, he goes, I watched his face change. I watched his eyes change. Something's wrong with him. Well, they kept giving me all these drugs on top of drugs and everything else. And as they kept giving me these drugs to keep me to where I'm at and everything, I started opening even more. And the more I opened, the more drugs they wanted to give me. This lasts about two years of me just being nothing. You know, I'm just like la-la land and everything else. And I, I had no idea what was happening to me. And I'll never forget, I'm sitting in the doctor's office, I can hardly move, I don't remember who my, what my name is, I don't remember hardly anything, and they have me propped up in front of this TV, watching this movie, the show, about being shocked. And I was like, shock treatment? Are you serious? And I remember in my head, there's two years I don't remember, but I remember in my head, that I said, this is not right. And I had an IV stuck in me because I was in the hospital, and I don't know what ward, part I was then. And I remember pulling just pulling the IV right out of my arm. I, I said, I'm done. I, I can't take this anymore. And, then, and I'm looking for my clothes and everything else, and I'm digging through stuff and that. I find these clothes, and I don't recognize any of this stuff. But I got my clothes on and everything, and I'm walking out, and the wife, my wife and my doctor is looking at me going, where, where, where are you going? I said, I'm going home. I'm done. I said, nobody's going to be giving me shock dreams. I said, this is ridiculous. And, I, and the doctor says, "Well, wait, wait a minute. We have some more tests we have to run. I says, no, no more tests. I'm done. I says, okay. And I get in my car with my wife, and she says, where are we going? I says, where are we? Mm, wow. She says, we're in Lincoln, Nebraska. What are we doing in Lincoln, Nebraska? She says, well, you know, I had, some, I had to do some nurse training down here in Lincoln, Nebraska. I don't even remember being there.
1: Wow.
0: I don't remember anything about this. There's, everything was gone. I don't remember this part of my life.
1: Wow. Is it because of the, the drugs you were on for those two years? I'm sure it was
0: the drugs that they were on. Or maybe their,
1: you were here physically, mentally, I, emotionally. I wasn't I don't here. Know.
0: Exactly. I mean, I physically wasn't here. Now, you know, people say that the drugs will actually open you up even more. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what was happening to me is that I was having this effect is that the more drugs they gave me, the more I'd open up and the further I'd go inside. I mean, I could already see things in energy way. I didn't think that was wrong. I didn't know I'd not everybody seen that way. But now I'm feeling things. I, I have three visions come to find out later. It's three dimensions that I see things. One, there's different dimensions of things will play out in different ways. I see things. Indifferently, It was how I would look at somebody, say, oh, I kind of know what's going on with them because of how their energy is. But then I see in different plays of how it would play out. And then my hands kept getting these really hot and they would just fire up and it'd be like, I felt like I was like Iron Man, you know, it's. <laughs> and, then, and I just felt sick all the time. Wow! I shook inside so bad that couldn't understand anytime I was around somebody that was very heartful and heartful not hurtful heartful and that I would shake because the energy was so high and it would just vibrate me and I didn't know what to do about it and so you know there was a is what they actually gave me to calm me down well I, what started happening was any drugs that anybody ever gave me would give me the adverse effect Benadryl, can't take that. Conopin, I can't take that. can't take volume. I can't take all these things because it gives me the adverse effect. I don't need it. That's why it gives me the adverse effect. Couldn't figure out how to calm this down at all. But I worked and dealt with it. I would go to work. Did you go to work when you were going through the vibration and everything? You still had to work, yeah. You, you, you also, right?
1: Yeah, I still was raising two kids and working, and my two boys, and working, and doing the you know mom and wife thing. Oh yeah, I, I mean, life went on.
0: It had to, didn't it?
1: You know, I just would have these moments, <laughs> but I think you're right. It was a lot of times um, I would, you know, just when I when I was around other energies, when I would. You know, start shaking, or an energy would walk past me. I would start shaking. So it wasn't all the time, right? But it was off very often.
0: Exactly, and that's interesting. Is that I do remember you scaring people at a Reiki share <laughs> because of your shaking.
1: I think it, I think that happened at more than just one Reiki right, share. Absolutely.
0: But I had actually, before I met you, I had actually gotten control of my shaking. Part of my shaking. I mean, it wasn't all external. There's more internal shaking yeah. than external shaking. Was finding reiki, which calmed me down.
1: And how funny for me, I felt like it did just the opposite. Because when, um, when there was multiple people putting their hands on me, I I would just because I could be like fine and normal, lay on the table, and then people start putting their hands on me, sending me energy, and then I just start shaking. Right. Start shaking. I mean, you've seen me multiple times. Oh, absolutely, yeah. You know, and I got to the point after about a year of this, I'm going, you know. I don't even know why I get on the table. I can't even relax. Everybody else gets to get on the table and relax and enjoy the energy. All I'm doing is sitting here fighting it or or I'm getting, you know, channeling and I'm writing words or, you know, I'm just like, right. I can't even relax. Well, that was one <laughs> of
0: the reasons why I stopped having anybody touch me. You remember that. You know that. It's mm-hmm. like I just won't let anybody touch me. I I have an issue with that because, first of all, what happens is when people touch me, I see things. I see I see their stuff, too. and Even though they try to block it or shut it off and everything, I still see it. And that's why I don't like people touching me well, during energy work. Well, I've gotten past that now, too. I'm able to handle that part, too, and let it go. That The part with you that was the same thing is that I started going within myself deeper and deeper as people touched me because I had to get away from their stuff. And I really believe in some aspect that's what you were doing too—is that high energy people would touch you, and that you would just shake off that table. I'd watch you, and that—and the reasoning behind that was is that you're feeling everybody else's stuff. Such an empath, mm-hmm. you know. Empathic people feel other people, mm-hmm. and that's what you were, and that's what you are. That we just seem to be able to handle it better. You know, I was 42 years old when I had this beautiful woman, same woman that introduced us, and then look at me and say, Rod, how do you see people? Oh, I see people like everybody else, you know? I see that beautiful yellow around you and that red and that, and that little red line's going through your body and everything, and that little gray thing right there. And that. That's how I see people. She looked at me and she says, that's not how people see people. <laughs> I was like, okay, am I a little odd or weird? She goes, nope. You're just different. <laughs> and so she, she's the one that uh, started telling me that you can use that, you know, to help other people. And that's what really want, I really wanted to do. And I found out since then that, uh, you know, a lot of guru stuff work and everything else, you know, 175 different energy, you know, modalities that I know. And then I found out that we're all the same, <laughs> <laughs> you know, out of all that stuff and everything else. And that everything's about love. And how we deal with the love of everything—that's what I know.
1: It's perfect. That's your energy work. Really, is it's the divine energies of love.
0: Absolutely. To Absolutely. Heal. And that's the thing is that there's been a lot of people in my life that has directed me and, and guided me to where I'm at today and where I understand things mm-hmm. that just like you. You know, and, and I say to anybody out there, anybody that's listening here that has ever been going through this and going through it by themselves, find somebody. Find somebody to talk to. Find somebody, a guru to share your stuff with. Find that guy that charges you $75 and makes you take him out and eat. <laughs> he takes you take you out for dinner that night.
1: <laughs> out to lunch after out the session. Lunch, yeah, out to lunch after dollars the lunch. $100 later. <laughs> yeah.
0: It was well worth it. <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> yes so. I do agree with Rod you know if you are have experiencing any of these kind of let's call them quote unquote symptoms of your awakening your spiritual, your spiritual awakening um, find someone be careful who you find make sure you you know are asking people you know and, and having those people you trust guide you to someone who they trust um, or there's always Rod and I as well you know we have definitely have been there done that we've experienced a whole lot I'm not saying everything but trust us we've Experienced a, a, quite a quite a bit of stuff. Absolutely, <laughs> from the good to the bad to the ugly and the <laughs> loving, <laughs> and the loving.
0: That, that was my part. Oh yeah, the the bad and ugly. That's your part. <laughs> All Just <right>. Jabberjaws. <laughs> She's such a cute monster, isn't she? Anyway, yes, you know it's the the thing is, is that we we love and adore people, and we you know we don't want to see anybody go through this by themselves. And the interesting thing is is that we've had clients in the past that have come here looking for help that have already gone through a lot of this by themselves mm-hmm. um they They've been labeled psychosis uh bipolar they've been labeled all these different things in that and basically what it was and what it is is their awakening mhm
1: absolutely harshly
0: awakening sometimes you know drugs will do that to people whoa, yeah. Yeah, that's another that, story. That's,
1: yeah, a whole other s- podcast on yeah, that ap- one. But, absolutely. But definitely that will, like you said, even the you know, prescription drugs, they thought they were trying to help you. was open. You know, absolutely. Same happened to me, too. I've had that experience, too. You know, even taking an antihistamine for my allergies, you know, and cold or whatever, and it's like didn't realize it was, <laughs> whoa, hello. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was mucking I, me up, man. <laughs> with an M.
0: Yeah, yes,
1: yes, yes, with an M like Mary. Love yes. you, Mary. Um. It
0: was crazy to watch that you go through that because Ugh. I would go through the same thing and and, and, and and no offense to my ex-wife and that, but you know that's you know watching somebody you care about go through something like that yeah is kind of hard. It's really hard to watch somebody go through that oh, because you have no idea what's wrong, and everybody's telling you it's psychos there's, there's something wrong with you right and the interesting thing is is that it's not. I'm wondering how throughout this lifetime, how many people have been put in a psych ward or are hung for as a witch or things like that because of them awakening
1: their awakenings, their abilities, their gifts, their questionable things, <laughs> right. you know, and, and truth be told, um, of course this has been going on for millennials. Um, all the spiritual, you know, spirituality and spiritual awakenings and what have you. But I think definitely over the last, you know, within 10 years, 5 to 10 years, it has just magnified. And I don't know if it's just this whole new millennial, this whole new, you know, golden age, the, the you know, uh, Aquarius age. Um, I don't know if that has something to do with it. I'm going to say it does. But there is definitely a lot of people on the fast road here to spirituality and to awakenings. Right. People, There are people out there that probably have been awoken but don't even know what the heck's going on like you know men now are feeling and they're crying and they're like almost hormonal like you know and they're going what the heck you know and uh women you know same thing they're they're feeling all these different you know either frustration or anger or extreme love and extreme crying it's all these extreme um feelings and energies and you know emotions and That is that abundance (laughs) of this higher vibration that is out there. It's, you know, she's out there to wake us all up. Hello, get ready. Put your granny panties on. (laughs) We're going for a big old ride.
0: Well, the interesting thing is, is that a lot of the clients that we talk to and we deal with that are going through this, they feel a lot like if they're in a relationship, they want to feel loved as much as they love. Mm hmm. And that's the Im- immense love that's inside the person. That, and that's their biggest thing. And say, I want to feel loved as much as I love. Mm-hmm. That's huge. Um, we had a, a client uh, uh, about a year ago that uh, this he's this young man that and and he could not he could not keep a sentence with us. I mean, he jumped from from sentence to sentence to topic to topic, and just was this adorable young man. But he was very intelligent. He knew quantum physics. He knew everything that we would throw at him and ask him questions and that, and he would just stay on topic long enough to answer it, and then he'd jump to another topic. Well, you know, Mom is going, I don't know what's wrong with it, my son. You know, I have no idea what's going on. And one of the biggest things is is that, you know, he got put on drugs. He seemed to open up even more when the drugs came. Um... He had these bipolar tendencies and then he was was in a professional, I'm not going to mention his job, but he was in a professional position, professional, very professional position that for many years before this had happened, he's in his late 20s then. And so in his early 20s, he started this profession. He can't even work now. He lives at home. This is what I'm talking about is that these kids, these people that are awakening, they they're, it's right in the middle of the cycle of their life and they don't know what to do and mm-hmm. you know and, and it's men and women it's not i mean it's not just women anymore it's men and women and you know there's another young man that I had that you know he lost his wife opened him wide open the next thing you know is he can't even take care of his kids he's living at home with his mom and his kids and his mom's raising his kids and he doesn't know what to do He can't work. He doesn't know where to go. So these people that are having these spiritual openings that are being open, wide open to this. And the Mm -hmm. problem is, is that they can come and talk to us and we can help them out with a lot of the things that's going on. But, you know, they need more help than we can give them sometimes.
1: Yeah, truth be told, that is so true. You know, these few beautiful people we run into... You know, we can only do so much or, you know, share some of our stories to, you know, comfort them to think, you know, so they don't feel like they're, you know, the only one out there experiencing this or what have you. Um, but, yeah, some of them need a, a little bit more than, you know, just what we can offer. But we can certainly offer a, a lot. Just some, you know, some of these, especially the millennials. My goodness, they are just who they, they came into this world. I think wide open, anyways. Well, exactly. Seriously, they exactly. are they are some intelligent young young folks out there.
0: Well, exactly. And the thing, like you just said, that they they came in open, and if they do any more, they're going to keep them open more. Oh, and The yeah. thing is, is that these millennials want to close it back up. They want a normal life, right? Well, they hate to know. Hate to tell you, friends, that this is your normal life now. You are something special.
1: Absolutely. Just be yep. careful and don't. Try to force more right. stuff on yourself right. because you are so open. You're very, very, very
0: sensitive. Absolutely. Well, one of the things I want to make sure everybody knows is that when we say we can't just help them by themselves, in that is you have to help yourself one. Mm-hmm. You have to understand who you are. You have to search out because you become so knowledge hungry. You have to search things out. But the biggest, most important thing for yourself is to listen. Yes. Stop and listen, listen to your body, listen to your mind, listen to things slow things down
1: absolutely to
0: help yes Cindy and I can't help everybody and and what they're going through but I don't I'm not telling you to go see a psychiatrist or blah 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 if you need to do it, but what you need is you need support and support in your own self and that
1: absolutely I think that's great 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 advice absolutely look, in, look into yourself what what is it that you think you may need? you know, go for a hike, you know, try to burn some of that excess energy off, you know, because when you're, when you're cruising on high vibration like that, it, it can be extreme at times, and you're like out of your mind, you, you, you know, you just don't even feel like you're here, and probably those are the times you need to, you know, be in nature, you know, she will definitely nurture you, um, and like you said, just, you know, research within yourself the best that you can, and, you know, what is it that you can do to, you know, slow your body, body down? You know, if you can meditate, do it. If you yoga, do it. If you, you know, can swim, do it. Just do anything possible for yourself, along with some help and guidance from family, friends, or otherwise. Um, but just be careful also at the same time, you know. Right, right.
0: And, and, you know, we're not telling you to get off, get away from the doctors and everything else because there's times you do need a doctor, you know.
1: And some of those medicines too sometimes. Oh, absolutely. And mm-hmm. the thing is,
0: is that, you know, uh, we say that we, we want to follow the spiritual guidance of our higher self and everything else. Well, maybe our higher self is actually telling us to go see a doctor. And mm-hmm. you know, we may need to say that. It reminds me of a story that my grandfather told me a long time ago about this whole aspect about, you know, asking for something. Is he tells me about this man that's in the middle of the ocean, that and, and he's praying to God. He said, please, please, God, come and get me. Save me, God. And this little boat drive by him, and, the little boat guy in the in the boat says, "Sir, do you need help?" He goes, "No, God's going to come and get me." So the boat goes off, and he's like, "God, please come and help me." And that next comes a bigger boat by and that, and they holler down, "Sir, do you need help?" There's "No, God's going to come and get me." It's like, okay, so he's sitting there and it's, he's getting sunburned now, and it's getting horrible. He's like, gosh, God, why why aren't you answering my prayers?" You know, and he's in tears and everything else. That and this huge boat comes along and that says, "Sir." We're going to come and get you. And he's like, well, okay, I guess God's not going to come and get me. So they pull him into the boat, and he's laying there, and that, they're fixing them all up and getting big hydrated back and everything else. And he looks up, and he says to God, he says, why didn't you help me? And God looks down at him and says, I sent three boats.
1: <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello. Ding dong.
0: Ding dong. Everyone's calling. So that's the concept of that we have to th- remember is that it, our higher self, our God, however you want to put, see it and everything else, sends us stuff out there to actually help us. We have to look at it as gifts, but we have to also see the signs. We will know what's good for us and what's not. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's like, like you know now, you can't take antihistamines and everything else. Mm-hmm. Just like me, I can't take Benadryl or anything. And then we know the signs that will actually create that vibration inside of us to heightened, and we knew all those signs. Well, Cindy, honey, it was a great time having talking to you today. That was fun.
1: It was. I loved our Cinderella stories, yep. and I'm sure a lot of you out there have your own Cinderella story. It's a, it's a, it's a great story. You know, the transformation um, of who we are and who we will become or inspire to become. You know. Um, the thing is is that you, what I think what I want to say is that it's, it's, it's good to receive love as it is good to give love, you know, and to share and to be part of the community and, uh, and help and support one another and to always remember who you are, though, too.
0: Amen to that. That's actually true, that always remember who you are, mm-hmm. that, but who you really are, <laughs> Right. Yeah. Cinderella, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, transformation was the name of the game today. I loved it. It was a very beautiful time that I got to spend with a beautiful woman, Cindy. Um, if you guys um, ever want to just share your stories, or you want to uh, sponsor one of our podcasts, or even be one of our guests, then you can call us. Our Texas at four eight zero seven eight eight seven eight nine five eight zero. That phone number again, four eight zero. 788 9580. Appreciate, you guys. Really enjoyed having you here. Love everything about you. I am full of love. Remember, you are loved and I am blessed.
1: Absolutely. Go within yourself and feel that love for yourself as well. It's the most healing thing. Yep. Blessings to all. It's been a pleasure.
0: Pleasure was all mine. Good night, everybody. Maybe.